everybody, and welcome to 30 Days of Hope. I am so excited to be with you and sit down with you. This is such an exciting movement because we're sitting down with wonderful entrepreneurs, musicians, actors, authors, you name it, and we're truly in this together. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to a wonderful friend of mine, Malika Holloway. And seriously, you are in for a treat. This woman is amazing times 10. So sit back, relax, and truly just soak up everything that you are going to get from this woman. So without further ado, Malika Holloway, thanks so much for joining us. Okay. Thank you. Like, I need to put you just like on my shoulder when I go places, like tell them I'm coming. <laughs> so that, that was awesome. Like, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Like, I think this is so necessary right now. Um, Cause as we were just kind of saying in our pre-chat, like now I'm starting to feel it before I'm yes. like, okay, this is fine. Now I'm like, I have cabin fever. Yep. I need to see somebody. And normally that's not me. I can stay in the house for days on end. Yep. It'd be perfectly fine. But I think the fact that I can't do it, <laughs> into me <laughs> that's the hard part and, and just the normal things I mean I, I'm sitting here drinking coffee but I'm like I miss my Starbucks I miss the yes. I miss the normalcy of my life right right and that, it, it at first it felt normal because I'm like well nothing changed now I'm like wait yep. what's actually open I can't just go like now I have to put thought into it and that that part I don't enjoy no um and, and my daughter was like yeah I'm tired of this quarantine thing like <laughs> When she prayed last night, she's like, all right, God, if you could just fix this, like, we don't want any more people. Uh, she said to perish, not die. And I was like, okay. She uh, said perish. Um, but also it was just one of those reminders, like, okay, the children are paying attention. Yes. They are feeling it too. Yeah. Yeah. How has your daughter been able to work through this? Like, has she been able to contact friends via Facebook or how, how has she stayed connected? So her, um, they're doing like their digital learning through their online okay. platform, but her teachers are actually using Zoom for oh, like good. twice a week to go live. And so all the kids, you can, mm -hmm. when they go live, it's pandemonium because <laughs> all the kids are like, hey friend and all. And so I think she's enjoying it. Like she, yeah. it's almost a second thought to her because she woke up this morning and she brushed her teeth, went and tried to eat breakfast. And then she sat down and just started, you know, jumped on YouTube. And I was like, um, ma'am, did we do homework? She was like. It's not spring break. No, spring no. break is next week. Um, so she's doing fine. I think that she she enjoys the flexibility of not doing anything per se. I mean, her school work probably takes her about four hours. Oh, that's not bad. So at least there's some yeah, flexibility not, yeah. in there. Yeah. There's, there's some flexibility in there, but I think just the fact that like we're not we normally we go to the movies or we just go to the store or something, but it's like, no, we can't yeah. do any of that right now. So for her, she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of it, but I don't have to go to school. She's like, I miss my friends, but this is okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, yes. I'm over here like, I, need, like <laughs> I, I love you, but I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> right. So she's she's doing well. She's yeah. she's taking. It's going better than I thought it was. I was like, oh, this is about to be torture. Um, but it almost feels like summer break in a way. Like Good. for her, Good. the yes. dynamic is like, okay, this is summer break. Um, yep. So it's not that bad, but you know, I'm still working. Work, yes. work has increased for me. So yeah. Um, we're making it, you know, making it work. It's good. Good, good. And you were rated as what? You were like the highest PR person in the company. You got all these rewards. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're working with people that are getting on TV stations, radio stations. So you're probably working 24-7 right now. So just yeah, pretty all much. Those watching, <laughs> just all those people watching, what, what is it that you do? How is it working with PR and social media right now? Yeah, so um, I, I did win an award as publicist of the year last year. Um, for this conference called SpeakerCon. So, you know, publicists 
We also help out speakers with getting them booked, making sure their bios on point, yep. um, speaker offerings, topics, and all of that. But um, in my agency, I, I run a PR and branding uh, communications agency. And so a lot of my clients are small business owners and entrepreneurs. I have corporate clients as well. And so everybody is literally at this point in time in the same space mm. where everybody is relevant to what's happening right now. Like no one is, no one is except it's just a matter of finding the angle. So Constantly having reporters or writers for different um, news stations or radio or online publications, offline publications, writing me like, hey, I'm writing a story on this. Who do you have? <laughs> um, which is a good thing. I think yeah. it's, one of our, it's our dream to always have the media reaching out to us saying, mm. hey, I trust you. Who's in your Rolodex? As opposed to us having to, you know, pitch everybody, which we're still doing a lot of pitching. Yeah. Um, but it's just making sure we're able to catch and ride the wave um, mm. of what's current right now. Um, with because right now the conversation started off here like top level where it was all all we want was medical opinions the attorney general the chief medical officer of the United States whatever all these titles are but now the conversation has trickled down to mm. everyday people the people that no longer have jobs or the people yeah. who are now having to work from home or the small business owner who relied on sourcing from China and you know Mexico it's like wait if all of these chains are being interrupted, how are you all surviving? How are you living? And so we're positioning our clients to tell more of that story. Like I do have, um, you know, doctors on the roster, so we know what they're talking about, all the health implications, what we could be doing. But for everybody else, you know, the CPAs, the attorneys, the, the beauty brand owners, it's like, what, what's happening to you? How are you yeah. being impacted right now? And, you know, what do you see happening? So we're just kind of spinning that narrative and why the media cycle is still hot, working that, and also preparing for what happens when this, I don't think it'll ever completely blow over, mm. but there'll be something new coming out or the conversation is going to die down. So when the conversation dies down, how do we make sure that we're still able to keep up this type of momentum from that? So it means no sleep right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I am still practicing self-care. So Go ahead, um, good. Yeah. I do unplug, you know, I do turn off the yeah. laptop, put the phones in another room, binge watch a little bit of Netflix or Sometimes I find myself just opening up a window and sitting in silence. Yes. Yeah. I don't do anything. <laughs> Which to most people are like, that is so weird. I'm like, it's really not. Yeah. I just hear the wind blowing and the birds chirping. The bird outside and, and, and my window likes to some, chirp. Yeah. It's some type of normalcy that you can hold on to. Like I love just sitting outside on the back deck and I'm like, I'll sit, I'll soak up the sun for about 15 minutes and I'll just escape. And it's yeah. a chance to just have life goes on as we're isolated. Right. So right. it's a reminder that this will pass, you know, but I loved what you said. And I want to really delve into it. You mentioned okay. that all of us are survivors right now. And I yes. think that's so key because yes, you know, the, the people that are struggling with this virus, you know, they're in our prayers, they're in our thoughts, but all of us truly are struggling together, which has mm -hmm. never happened in, in the world. And right. so as we're sitting here as business owners, you know, worrying about, all right, where are our funds going to come from? How, how are we going to budget? How are we going to take care of our clients? The same person in Italy or Spain or right. Mexico is going through the same process. So right. I think there's this beautiful tapestry of we really are all in this together. And I think, and I, I, I put it on, I think I put it on one of my social media channels, or I probably said it in one of my groups. I was like, right now I'm looking at this as like a global reset. We're all forced to take a step back and to slow down and to identify with other people that we honestly normally don't even care about. And that's really like, we don't care what's going on in Italy. We're in America. What's happening that is going to directly affect us. But now we're seeing 
that what happens over there does affect us indirectly or directly. So it's like, we're all forced to kind of just kind of take stock and take inventory to realize, okay, wait a minute. If we're alive and breathing, we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. So what have I not been able to do that I've always wanted to do? Well, well, what books are sitting on my shelf that I haven't touched? What conversations do I need to have? I'm like, this is a perfect time to do it. Yes. <laughs> why, you, why you're not distracted? Because technology, I don't know, maybe you probably felt like this, but I just got tired of looking at the screen. I'm like, yes. I'm tired of looking yeah. at screens. Like, I, I, don't I needed to learn something. <laughs> I'm like, I, I want to feel like I'm growing each day, even if it's right. just you know, reading, reading part of a book, actually like going through like a, a paragraph or something, yes. but feeling like I'm progressing instead of just yeah. staying still. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's what we're all like now it's, it was always optional, but I feel like now we're all almost like a yeah. force. Like it's a hard stop. Like we're going to shut, I'm shutting down the world <laughs> just so everybody can slow down. And just like, yes. <sighs> okay. <laughs> but it's a good, yeah, that, that's really all we can do. And so you know, just working, be, working alongside the media. Yeah. I feel like the media, media can be like man, mania, like it creates mm -hmm. hysteria, it's creates frenzy. Um, but being a human at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I see it. I hear it. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? So yeah. I think that's kind of where it goes to where it was like, Hey, we're, we're, we are stronger together. But in this time, we have to be together to be together, but be separate. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. so that we can continue. <laughs> yep. No, I, I totally know what you mean. What, when, what, what, what are some books that you've really like delved into, or what are things that are bringing you personal hope right now, or just keeping you sane throughout the day? So one of the books I'm reading is by Jeff Henderson. It's one of his, his new book. It's called What Are You Known For? Okay. Um, and it's, it's a business slash lifestyle book. But what it does is that it helps prepare you for, like, what are you known for and what do people know you for? Mm. What's the gap? Like, what are you saying and what are they saying? Filling in that gap so you can build a better business, a better ministry, a better organization, better relationships with your friends and family. Um, and so that book has been phenomenal, just reading and holding on to that. Like, okay. Because, of course, I'm looking at it from the business lens. Yeah. But when it trickles down, it's like, oh, mm. you know, my family, they see what I'm doing, but they just know me as me. You know, like, they don't care about any of that. So I'd also, that's still a strong, important piece. Like, they know me as being wild and quirky and like, the random person. So I still have to continue showing up for them, you know, in that way. So that book's been really helpful. And I've actually just been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, one of my favorite is called Heavyweights, but by oh, like nice. Gimlet Media. Yeah. And it's like real people, real life stories of people going back and trying to figure out what happened. So for instance, one of the episodes, a girl got teased in like elementary school by all of her best friends. They, they, um, toilet paper at her house, sprayed bad words on the garage. Okay. She stopped talking to him. But now at 30, she's like, I want to know why they did that. And it's mm. like, why does it matter? But she, since that time, it's like she kept herself isolated. She didn't, you know, really try to make friends all because of that one thing that happened in elementary. So it's almost like just being able to go back in time to kind of get resolutions to stuff. And so I like stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. I just want to live somebody else's <laughs> life for a moment. Like, <laughs> I just want to um, step in their shoes. <laughs> right. And so I like, yeah. I like stuff like that anyways. And I always watch documentaries. Like my, my daughter was watching, um, I think it's called the story of God on Netflix. It's like hosted oh, cool. by N Morgan Freeman. And oh. I was watching it. She actually sat down and watched a couple episodes yes, with yes. me. I was like, yes. Like, did I ever tell you awesome. that I, I think I actually met Morgan Freeman? No, you didn't. Yes! In <laughs> New York city. I think he was actually stepping into character 
and he he was literally right beside me just playing a character very in full role and i swear it was him because i asked him i said so so sir what is your name and he goes free man and he almost said it with this twinkle in his eye so uh -huh. i look back on that moment and i'm like yep it was probably him <laughs> acting gig playing on on people to see if they could guess it that's phenomenal yeah i would love to meet him but then the, it's like season three now so it's really okay. helpful so Good. not just religion based but it's like the story of humans the story yes. of faith you know yes. fear all this other stuff but yeah. i like stuff like that and yeah. the fact that i actually got like she just did it on her own and she was like pausing it and actually asking me questions or telling me stuff and i'm like this is so awesome it's not a cartoon and you're into it so she she probably was like, yeah, I can only do three episodes and then I'm out, but. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's, I think that's also feel like what all of us are going through too, where it's like this idea of why? That's one of the I, biggest yeah. questions that we're asking of, you know, yes, we're taking the time to self-reflect, but we're also saying, okay, why is this happening? You know, what mm -hmm. do we do from here? And that's like the biggest word that's on our, in front of us right now. Right. Um, and it can lead us to some really good discoveries. So, you know, whether it's, whether it's religion, whether it's faith, whether it's, um, you know, even self-reflection where it's like getting into that place of why it'll lead us to growth. Right. Absolutely. Like, that's why I love the podcast that I listen yeah. to is I'm like, you would never think it, the very first episode I heard was two brothers who are in their eighties who've never gotten along. Mm -hmm. They've always been mad at each other, talked to each other on an as needed basis. Come to find out one of them felt favored by the mom. Because the, when the mom left the dad for abusive relationship 80 okay. years ago, she came back for one brother, but mm -hmm. not the other. But mm -hmm. then she found, they found out like she only came back for that brother because that's the brother that was also getting beat. So she wanted mm -hmm. to save him. So it's like they're nearing the end of their lives, just not finding this out. And they're like, dang it, we've hated each other for all of these years, not even realizing mm -hmm. what really happened. And so I'm like, that's so phenomenal. Like, this is yes. so cool. But like you said, it's that question of why. Mm -hmm. um, and being okay with asking the question and never probably having an answer. Yeah, yeah. But, but just going on that journey. <laughs> <laughs> but the journey, right. The, jour yeah. the journey is the fun part. And I think we're all kind of in that journey right now. Yeah. Um, and I used to say, well, some stuff you're on the outside looking in, I feel like right now all of us are mm -hmm. on the inside looking out. Like, what just happened? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. in, a, in a weird kind of way, it is a good thing. It is. <laughs> it is. So, well, this, this has been an awesome conversation. And thanks so much for joining. But before we leave, just for all the parents out there, I mean, I know we have some stay-at-home dads, stay-at-home moms, and people that have never stayed home with their kids. <laughs> right, and, right. And they're trying to figure out, how do I love my child in spite of being with them 24-7? What would be some tips that you would give parents that are really struggling with the idea of, of how, do I, how do I really adjust to this new normal mm -hmm. and help my child through this? Um, I, I explain, like I tell my daughter, like if I'm here and you see the, the laptop yeah. open or you see I'm on the phone, I'm in, I'm in work mode. Yeah. Soon as I wrap, you are free to dance, skip, ask questions, whatever. If I'm in work mode, let me stay there because this is how we get to live here. This is how you get yes. to have your own room, that type of thing. Um, but I honestly feel like just let them be because the mm. same way you're feeling it, they are also feeling it. So you can't necessarily stop them from being them. Of course, you got to keep order in your home. You got to make sure you know they're halfway going to bed on time. My daughter stayed up to like 7 a.m. the other morning. So I was like, okay, it's time to do a reset. You're going to bed when I go to bed. <laughs> um, but just I think just letting them be free and still allowing them to kind of 
see what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you should like shelter too. I mean, my daughter's nine, so she can understand that there's a problem. Yeah. So we were, the news was on. I would let her watch it for a little while, but mm-hmm. then that's just about it. Like, just let them be free. Yeah. Let them know what's going on. You know, let them know you're concerned too. I think this is a really good time to kind of just have those conversations yeah. um, that you normally wouldn't have. Cause it's like, oh, I want to protect my child. But I'm like, clearly they know that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. them know, you know, what's happening on their level. Um, yeah. And if they want extra time with you, find it, give them the time. And if they don't, that's okay too. Yes. You know, yeah. don't feel pressured. <laughs> yeah. I, to, yeah. I love that advice because I feel like it's, it's so, it's so real. And I think that's what yeah. kids are looking for. They're dealing with all this stress. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things going in our right. minds. And so why would we assume anything different about our children? Yes. And absolutely. so allowing them the freedom, like, yes, you know, you want them to keep up with schoolwork and this and that, but their lives have changed just as much yeah. as ours. So allowing them to deal with it and kind of go through their own grieving process as well. Yeah. Um, right. I love it. And, and not having structure to the point of yes. where you make them <laughs> fake, you allow them to be real and just go through things as they can. Right, right. Because that's, stru- I feel like a lot of times with structure, especially with parenting and being an entrepreneur, it's actually becomes more stressful mm. it, to keep a rigid, 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 like structure. Yeah. Like I realized, at least for me, for my parenting style, I was like, okay, it, it is killing me to breathe down your neck. What are you doing? Don't do it like this. What are you eating? What are you- okay, let me see what you do. I feel like I've taught mm-hmm. you. So as a nine-year-old, let me see what you do when you're with me. Let me learn what you do when you're away from me. And now mm-hmm. I know how to navigate. Um, and so I just kind of have a loose box. It's extremely loose. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're not, you can't be a little hooligan running around, but I'm not breathing down your neck because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's stressful for me. And I know it's stressful for you. Yeah. Like I don't want your memory or your thoughts of me to be, oh, she's always flushing. She's always picking. She's always, no, we're going to work through this thing together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I look, I look back on how my parents raised me. And I think that was the biggest blessing that I had was it was, I was treated like an equal that was growing up to be an adult. And so yeah. by the time that I was very young, I would develop my own ideas and then my parents would hold me to them. Right. So it was mm-hmm. such an easier time to get along with them because it wasn't yeah. structured. I didn't feel like they were breathing on my neck. It was just, it was, it was a joint collaboration effort. But you knew you had to answer to them. I mean, you if, did. If, if I deviate, <laughs> it's coming yes. so yeah. it it wasn't necessarily out of fear it was like yeah yeah th- this this is how it is and so I, I grew up in a kind of stricter household okay but now looking back I'm like oh she really wasn't strict it was like mm-hmm. hey here are the rules go yeah. let's see what you do and so yeah. I didn't even realize that until I started doing it I was like oh uh. we actually had a lot of freedom like we it was not a lot of parent conflict Mm-mm. because it was like I taught you I told you the boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. I can't yeah. stop you. And I'm like, but when you mess up, just know. <laughs> you gotta come back here. And I'm like, I don't want to go back there. So let me just, but I was, I was the wild one anyway. So my sisters were like, looking at me like, you're, you're going to get yourself killed. Mama's going to kill you. But I was that one. I'm like, I'm going to step over the line and just wait and see if she throws a shoe at my head or something. But um, <laughs> And, and it happened a lot, but in, like, in my parenting style, I can look back and go, oh, this is what she was talking about. Mm. This kid is doing the same thing to me that I did. Yes. Okay. So it's not going to kill neither one of us. Yeah. Um, we'll be okay. <laughs> we'll survive through it. Right. <laughs> so Malika, thank you so much for joining us. And what we're going to do is, so for all of our listeners and all of our watchers, we're going to have all the links to Malika, including a podcast episode that we did... Yay. 
almost a year ago. Yep. So, and in that episode, you can find more about her business and what she does and even more business tips. All of us are looking for help during this time and resources. Seriously, if you're, if you're looking to connect with business leaders, make sure that you friend Malika, make sure that you follow her on Instagram. Um, she really will help you through this transition. So thanks Thank so much you. for being with us. And Thank it was you. great to see you again. You as well. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.